0: And if I could go back looking now, I would create a boundary or an expectation or a rule, whatever you want to call it, where I would not make a major financial decision like that without spending at least five days to sleep on it. Now, of course, that is not what the timeshare people want you to do. They don't want you to sleep sleep on it. They want to bank on you being impulsive. So now my husband and I have this type of rule where we are not going to be impulsive and make major, huge decisions without sleeping on it a certain number of days. And we learned that by making this mistake. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and a lot of them have surrounded around money. And why did I make so many money mistakes? When I sat down to think about how I would answer that question, why I've made so many money mistakes, I realized that number one, I'm human. And number two, I wasn't ever seeking out any help or guidance when it came to managing my money for so many years. My parents did their very best to teach me about money, but obviously they were still learning as I was in high school. And instead of really truly thinking through some of my money situations, especially when I was younger and in college and right out of college, I just acted on how I felt. I was very emotional and impulsive when it came to money for years. And I let my emotions and my impulsivity kind of just be the driving factor when it came to my money. And looking back, I realized that some of my money mistakes really came down to impulsivity, which, by the way, I still battle, especially when it comes to spending money, and also just a lack of knowledge about really good personal finance tips. Now, I'm sharing my five big money mistakes that I wish I could have have avoided For a couple of reasons. First, I'm hoping that you can learn from my money mistakes and avoid them yourself. And I'm also kind of thinking if you have made these mistakes or if you're currently making these mistakes, that you can take what I'm sharing to help you stop making those mistakes and start making progress with your money. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into five mistakes I wish I could go back and fix. One of the first money mistakes I really remember making was right out of college. I had a job as an elementary school teacher. I think I was bringing home maybe $2700 a month i was paid monthly and i remember i had $200 in savings and my mom had actually told me i remember one day on the phone she very kindly made a suggestion and said hey you should probably save more i think actually she said that whenever i had no money in savings and so i saved about 2 or 300 dollars that's it and then i ignored her i honestly felt like that was enough money in savings and <laughs> spoiler it's not having $200 is not enough money in savings because life happens and not having enough money in savings really led to so much stress that could have been avoided in my in my life whenever I was young I remember my car broke down one day and I ended up in this really awful really just this awful place where I was getting it repaired it was super shady and I remember transferring every last penny out of my savings account and having so much stress because I didn't know if I would even be able to afford to get my car that was falling apart fixed. I remember even my first year of teaching, I got a tax refund and I used it to go on a cruise with one of my best friend Jessica. We went on a cruise that summer and what I should have done was use that tax refund to really create this good savings. I had I think it was like $800 is what I got back which would have was a lot of money to me honestly it really was and if I could go back in time I would have set up automatic savings withdrawals from my bank account to basically come out maybe two days after I got paid, set up money to go straight into my savings account. And I would have used things like my tax refund. I even taught Saturday school for a period of of several months. I would have used some of that extra money, some of the windfall money to save more, maybe save 75% of it and treat myself and spend with 25% of that money. But that's a money mistake I wish I could go back and have avoided, but hopefully you can avoid that money mistake. The second money mistake that actually my husband and I made together, one of our first major money choices, was we impulsively bought a timeshare. Well, sort of. So, my husband and I went on our honeymoon and we spent a couple of nights in Vegas and then we flew from Vegas to Hawaii and we spent seven nights in Hawaii. The Hawaii trip was actually a gift from our in laws for our wedding. They booked the plane tickets and they actually booked a condo for us. But we decided to spend a couple of nights in Vegas because we our connecting flight was out of Vegas. So we thought, let's spend some nights there and enjoy, enjoy Las Vegas as a couple. Well, on that trip, we actually decided to attend a timeshare presentation in return for free tickets to a show. Now, I am super ashamed to say that During that presentation, we were both very impulsive, we were very gullible, and we kind of bought a timeshare, kind of didn't. So here's what happened. They pitched us a timeshare. We knew there was no way we could afford it. And so they came back with this three-year or four-year, I can't remember which one it was, option, where we would be able to use the timeshare for three to four years in exchange for $4,000, which is a lot of money, and we would essentially get to use a week every year for four years. And if after that time we decided we wanted to go ahead and fully purchase the timeshare, we could basically take that money and apply it to the cost of the timeshare. Well, on our honeymoon, we also got pregnant. We also got pregnant, and if you know our story, that is actually – The thing that spurred us to start budgeting and paying off debt was getting pregnant with our son because we realized we couldn't afford daycare payments. So we never used that $4,000 timeshare. Never once, which is a shame. It was literally, we paid $4,000. We went $4,000 into debt for something that we never used even one time. All we got were some lousy tickets from it. And if I could go back... Looking now, I would create a boundary or an expectation or a rule, whatever you want to call it, where I would not make a major financial decision like that without spending at least five days to sleep on it. Now, of course, that is not what the timeshare people want you to do. They don't want you to sleep sleep on it. They want to bank on you being impulsive. So now my husband and I have this type of rule where we are not going to be impulsive and make major, huge decisions without sleeping on it a certain number of days. And We learned that by making this mistake, by being impulsive, we learned that, okay, we have to give ourselves time before we make these large decisions. Now, if it comes down to spending $50 on something, we're not going to sleep on that. But when it comes down to spending $4,000 on a timeshare, then of course, we are going to sleep on that. Now, why did we never use it? By the time we got back from our honeymoon, we realized that we couldn't cancel it. We even called and tried to cancel it and say, can we get our money back? No, they weren't going to do that. We were so focused on our money goals at that time that we weren't even willing to take a trip to Vegas. We weren't willing to go use it. It wasn't something that was a priority anymore in our life. We actually did let a friend, a couple use it one time. And so hopefully they enjoyed it. Another money mistake that I made in my life, my husband and I both made really, is we assumed that we couldn't learn how to invest on our own. We assumed, we made the assumption that investing is incredibly complicated. We don't have a degree in finance, so we better hand it off to someone else and while this isn't the most massive mistake we could have made because hello we were willing to invest right we were willing to set up investments but we turned to an investment advisor who ended up charging us really high fees and while we didn't stay with them for a really long time, if we had stayed with that investment advising group for a long period of time, those fees could have totaled to hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of our investing journey, over the course of 30 years. So one of the money mistakes, and this is the biggest money mistake, but one of them was just assuming, just believing that we didn't have the knowledge and we couldn't learn how to invest. And it wasn't until my eyes were open to how, in, how easy investing can be because of index funds, because index funds are created, how easy it is to invest in your own retirement and how inexpensive it can be whenever you invest in low cost index funds. Once we learned that, we actually fired our financial advisor. We got our money out of those mutual funds and we started investing in index funds. And now we're able to handle all of our own investments, which means that because we're doing that, we're not paying really high fees. And whenever it comes time to start pulling that money, we get to keep it. We're not paying someone every single year to handle that money and manage that money for us which means we get to keep more of the money as it grows in our retirement. So if you're sitting here thinking, okay, well, I don't know how to learn about investing. I highly recommend the book, The Simple Path to Wealth. That was the first book I ever read about investing. I also love Bola Sekumbi's clever girl finance. I love her book, Grow Your Money. It's a really great book that just teaches a little bit about investments, breaks it down and makes it easy. And then of course, there's so many people online you can follow. I would just be really careful to make sure you don't start following any scammers or crazy people out there. So, guard yourself be smart about it but definitely start with those two books there's also different podcasts you can listen to Um there's people you can follow on instagram i personally love deli and the money coach as well as my friend jeremy from personal finance club and i'll link to all of those in the show notes Today's episode is brought to you by my free budgeting and debt payoff cheat sheet. In this cheat sheet, I'm gonna be giving you everything you need to kickstart your budget and start paying off debt fast. I'll be sharing with you the most important part of budgeting so that way you can focus on what really works. I'll also be sharing with you how to find more money in your budget and the fastest way to pay off debt. This cheat sheet is so amazing and you can grab it for free by going to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet or just click the link in my show notes. The fourth money mistake that I made And it honestly caught me off guard was falling into a destructive, I'm going to just call it what it is, a destructive online shopping habit. So I love to shop. I love to spend money. In fact, I even spend money when I'm stressed because spending money brings me joy and it also helps me feel like I have some sort of control because I am physically doing something. I'll even tend to spend money, and this is gonna sound so crazy, when I'm stressed out about our finances, if I ever feel like we don't have a lot of money or we've made bad money choices or things are tight, My natural reaction is to spend money and that's because I feel like my money is out of control and by spending money, I'm controlling something and it does the complete opposite effect. However, I realized that that several years ago, I started falling into this destructive online shopping habit, which really caught me off guard because I tend to be a destructive in-person shopper I've been known to go into certain stores specifically stores that I love like Target and Ulta I call Target the motherland and I will spend so much money and I've always struggled with that and I always knew I struggled with that so I was always aware what I was not ever expecting was the online shopping to take over my life and I really noticed it two very specific times. The first time I noticed my destructive online shopping habit was when we moved into our current home. We moved from the DFW area in Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, down to Houston because my husband took a different job at a different school district to work with one of his best friends. And my family lives in Houston. So it was really nice to be able to move closer to grandparents who are very eager to babysit. So we moved and moving into a new home in July 2019, I immediately became obsessed with online shopping because I wanted to fill our home. I wanted it was it was a completely different type of house than what we've had before. A lot of the things I had before maybe didn't have a place here. It's also a bigger house, so I wanted more things, more furniture, more art, just more, more, more. And I became obsessed with even organizing this space, so buying bins and baskets. And I remember knowing, okay, I have a huge problem. This is this is going too far and I even remember my husband saying something about it and so I actually had to physically stop buying things online to almost shock my system into stopping the habit and that worked out okay for a while but then I ended up falling back into a destructive online shopping habit right after COVID hit in April 2020 I was could not stop buying things online and I think it was for several reasons. Number one, everything felt so out of my control in life so I was seeking control by spending money. Number two, I physically couldn't go into places and so I gave myself an excuse to start shopping online and this happened so much that by May of 2020, I was like, something has to change. I'm having major issues. So in May, I actually created a habit tracker so I could track not spending money on Amazon. I could track my days where I didn't make a purchase. And I had a goal of like, okay, I had ended up buying so many things the month before. What if I have 15 or 20 no Amazon spend days? So That destructive, falling into those destructive online shopping habits really, really caught me off guard. And it was very easy to fall into them. And it really truly both of those times that I'm thinking about it had a major impact on our money and not in the in the sense that our family went into debt for my online shopping habit. Thankfully, it didn't get that far, although I could see very easily how it could. What happened was that we weren't able to meet our savings goals every single month because we had to cover my online shopping habit because I was spending too much money on those types of things. So that was a major money mistake. Going back and looking back, I don't i don't even know if that's something I could have avoided because I didn't even see it coming. My suggestion is if you realize you're falling into that habit, creating some sort of visual habit tracker to be able to say, okay, I'm creating these boundaries. I'm creating these safeguards For myself, because I see this habit and I need to break that habit. So, whether you're literally coloring in a box on a calendar every single time you don't shop online, or maybe you close your Amazon account for a month, or maybe you even, for me, I'm a very visual person. So, I'm thinking like if there's 30 days in a month, you have 30 sticky notes and you pull a sticky note down every time you meet your goal. Just something that allows you to visually see the progress for stopping that negative habit. And the final money mistake that if I could go back and change, I would, which I guess I did actually change it in the moment, but I still made this mistake, was believing that my husband, Matt, and I would struggle with money forever because we were two teachers and didn't make a lot of money. I'll never forget whenever we decided to pay off our debt and we decided to get our finances under control. Part of me thought, why even bother trying? We're two teachers, we don't make a lot of money. I think at the time we made about 80, 80 or $85,000 combined. I remember thinking, we're just destined to struggle forever. This is the life we chose. We chose these just moderate paying careers that don't offer a lot of growth in terms of salary. So I just thought, this is how it's going to be. This is the life I set up for. I will always struggle with money. And I think that's an easy money mistake that a lot of people can make. When you see yourself as, as pigeonholed in this certain situation or you believe that your life is going to look a certain way because that's how historically other people's lives have looked or that's how you always envisioned your life to look. I think that that is a major money mistake. Now could that be true for us? Absolutely. We could always struggle with money forever as two teachers but we could also struggle with money forever as two doctors. I think that it really for us came around to seeing our money differently, being willing to change and completely eliminate harmful money habits, and getting on the same page together. When we were able to do those things, see our money differently, change our habits, communicate and work together, I no longer believed we would struggle with money because we were actively making progress. Now, as two teachers, would we ever be filthy rich? No. But it doesn't mean that we would struggle forever. So if you're in an area right now in your life where you feel like Everything is against you with your money that you will constantly struggle. I want you to try your very best to just look at a couple of things that you can control and slowly change. A few of your money habits, set a few goals, try to work toward something, make some sort of progress that proves that thought in your mind wrong. Because the thought, that belief that you're going to struggle forever is just a thought it's not fact you don't know if it's fact because we can't tell the future so really when we are able to look at that thought for what it is it's just a belief I have it's just a thought I have you're able to take the next step and it's easier to take the next step towards making progress with your money so there you have it five money mistakes I made that I wish I could have avoided just to recap them money mistake number one was not having enough money in savings mistake number two was was impulsively buying a timeshare with my husband on our honeymoon mistake number 3 assuming i would never be able to invest on my own and that i just wasn't smart enough to figure it out mistake number 4 falling into that online shopping habit that ended up being so destructive And the final mistake was believing that my husband and I would struggle with money forever. I want to know if you've also made any of these money mistakes and if you're going to be doing anything to maybe stop making them, let me know. You can send me an email at allison at inspiredbudget.com to let me know or send me a message on Instagram at inspiredbudget. (laughs) At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question from a follower on Instagram. This one comes from Joanne. She says, I'm 20 years old and I want to open a Roth IRA. What company should I use? Well, first off, Joanne, I want to say I am just 100% hands down so impressed that the thought of retirement is on your mind at 20 years old. Even just budgeting or managing my money. Money in general was not on my mind when I was 20 years old. So I am so, so impressed. I love it. When it comes to investing, especially with opening up a Roth IRA, it does not have to be complicated. Because you're 20 years old, I highly recommend just using some sort of simple app. An app that I don't use it personally, but I've heard amazing things about. And I have friends that have used it. It's actually Betterment. I am not paid to talk about them. They don't know who I am, but it's a really easy app. Well, First doesn't have high fees, and it also allows you to very easily invest. It's not complicated at all, and you can buy ETFs, which is really great, um, low-cost ETFs. So I would definitely start with Betterment, and then I just want to say, once again, I'm so impressed. I love it. You should also talk to your other friends that are also 20 years old, get them to start doing it as well. so that way you and all of your friends can retire as millionaires. Well, there you have it, another episode in the books. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review either over on Spotify or Apple iTunes for the Inspire Budget Podcast. It's a completely free way to support me and my small business, and honestly, I look forward, I truly do, I look forward to reading the reviews, and every time a new one comes in, it's like the highlight of my day. So it would mean the world to me if you would do that. Ultimately, I hope this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next Thursday. Bye for now.